ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯ ನಮಃ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹೆಲೋ ಲಿಸನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ರವಿರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫಿಫ್ತ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ended with bhagavan saying the supreme consciousness never accepts the sins nor the virtues of anyone knowledge is covered by ignorance and because of that living entities are deluded that is i the supreme consciousness is all pervading and is the cosmic energy the energy behind all activities i am that life energy inside you also in that sense you can say that i am the karma phala tata giver of the results of your karma being the life energy within your body i allow you to go through your karma of enjoying and suffering because of your ignorance of who you really are you are deluded as jivatma you insist that you are the karta you are the doer of an action and demand the result as yours what is yours is yours i do not deny that i am also not responsible for it i will not also claim your sins as well as good virtues while scolding all of us he quietly inserted the idea that the self realized vashi is atma is the prabhu the lord and is no different than the all pervading supreme consciousness vibhuhu to accept or reject anyone's papam or punyam you must be above all you must be beyond all the papam and punyam hence it is indicated as vibhu the all pervading consciousness by not accepting both the good and the bad merits he is following his own laws in addition to teaching that not accepting merits or demerits is true renunciation bhagavan is also giving a stamp of approval for evolution bhagavan says that though you are the eternal imperishable pure consciousness since your knowledge is covered by your own ignorance you are behaving the way you are behaving there is no reason for me to come and meddle with your affairs you don't need anyone else help i am already in you just realize it by removing that cover of ignorance and you will be one with god in verse 13 bhagavan was explaining how the karma yogi has merged with dehi atma in verse 14 upon merger the yogi was called lokasya srajati prabhu the lord of the world this include being the lord of the body in verse 14 the merged yogi who is the lord of the world is called vibhu meaning all pervading existing everywhere that is the self controlled contemplative yogi who became dehi is prabhu the lord of the body and vibhu the supreme consciousness all pervading paramatma thus atma is now equated to the supreme cosmic consciousness the choice of words in these three verses indicate that the journey is complete here these verses are indeed for deep contemplation this leads us to the question of what is this ignorance being talked about the ignorance is not knowing aham brahmasmi it is not knowing i am that brahman it is the wrong knowledge about who we are our own self 
all the identifications about ourselves are all related to the body to the mind to the intellect we have and not about our true self which is having the body the mind and the intellect as cover only the right knowledge can remove this ignorance when light shines darkness disappears light and darkness do not coexist in a similar way ignorance and knowledge cannot coexist because ignorance is nothing but lack of knowledge or wrong knowledge the famous vedanta example explains this beautifully while walking in a garden you step on something that you feel is moving you are startled but upon taking a careful look and realizing that it is only a rope and not a snake all fear and shock evaporates the ignorance of thinking that it is a snake goes away once the real knowledge about the rope appears peace returns to the agitated mind in the same way those whose intellect is fully absorbed in self whose faith is in the self having that supreme as their goal goes never returning again for their delusions are dispelled by knowledge not only will they not take another birth they will also not return to that state of ignorance while continuing to live in their current body this is critical if that final state of bliss is not permanent then what is the use of all these efforts with that segment 2 dealing with karma yogins attaining the highest that is merging with bhagavan the supreme consciousness is over after leaving the realized karma yogi to reside happily in the nine gated city of the body bhagavan now explains how sankhyans also come to that same peaceful state this is segment 3 covering verses 16 to 19 in the fifth verse of this chapter bhagavan said yegam sankhyam cha yogam cha ya pashyati sa pashyati the person who sees sankhyans and yogins as one that person sees how are they same the pandita a representative of sankhyans mentioned in chapter 2 is brought back here the sankhyans focus on the knowledge aspect to realize the self bhagavan starts off with the importance of knowledge and gives an analogy to explain what happens when our ignorance is removed a karma yogi who has purified the mind is also now in a position to get this knowledge deep in their intellect he says to those whose ignorance is destroyed by the knowledge of the self like the sun to them knowledge illuminates the supreme such a person never returns again to take another birth for their delusions are dispelled by knowledge any action cannot remove the ignorance about ourself actions performed with a karma yoga attitude purifies the mind and makes it ready to have that self knowledge it is not book knowledge that we are talking about now it is practical wisdom it is experiential an individual may have a relatively pure mind and work for the welfare of the world he or she feels happy in that work but unless that person knows the details about atma and its relation to the body mind intellect he or she will not put effort into realizing that true inner self atma the importance of self knowledge is explained here the idea that i am a limited person is in our mind this bookish self knowledge is also in the same mind once this knowledge enters the mind and takes deep root then other thoughts and ideas in the mind about being a limited person disappear This self-knowledge drives out all such ignorant thoughts, such as the light rays from the sun removes the darkness. 
In this analogy, the sun is consciousness. Clouds that obstruct the sun's rays is ignorance and darkness is samsara. As soon as the clouds, the ignorance is removed by the winds of knowledge, darkness, the samsara is also removed and we see the shining sun, the supreme consciousness. Where and how to get this knowledge was explained in chapter 4 as Know that by long prostration, by question and service, the wise who have realized the truth will instruct you in that knowledge. The Pandita representing the Sankhyans is brought back to give an example for Samadarshan, seeing everything the same. Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavihastini Shuni Chaiva Shopakecha Pandita Samadarshinaham Kalviyam Elimayam Petra Brahmanan Pasu Yanai Nai Pulanayam Pandidar Samaparvai a Pandita sees the same in a Brahmana who is endowed with a knowledge and humility, in a cow, in an elephant and even in a dog and lower members of the society. Sopake is literally dog eaters. They are called Chandalas. It is usually translated as untouchables. It is not seeing the same with the physical eyes. Obviously, the names and forms are different. It is seeing through the knowledge seeing through the spiritual eyes that what is behind all these names and forms is one and the same. Science may divide life forms into humans, animal kingdom, plant kingdom. Religions may add another layer above humans such as angels, spirits, devas. But this Pandita does not see any difference across groups or within the same group. This Pandita is a Siddhapragna, a person of study wisdom. In the next three verses, the Sankhyan reach the final destination. These are applicable for a Karma Sanyasa Yogi also. Ihai Vaitarjida Sargaha Yesham Samyasthitam Manaham Nirdosham Hissamam Brahma Tasmad Brahmani Testitaham Ingeye our Pirapu Vendru Yavar Sama Tatua Manam Niruti Masilla Samam Brahmanil Adanal Brahmanil Nilaypar. In this world, those whose minds rest in equanimity, they conquer in this very life birth and death. Brahman is indeed flawless and in equanimity. Therefore, they are established in Brahman. The key words in this verse are Yesham Samya Stitam Manaha for those whose mind is situated in equanimity. The Karma Yoga United Person's mind is established in equanimity. His or her spiritual journey started with treating the results of all actions the same and treating the dualities the same and then dropping the notion of doership. This Sankhyan's mind is also established in equanimity with the help of the knowledge about the self. Both have no defect in their mind and because of that both are now established in Brahman. The other key word is Ihaiva in this very life. They don't need to die and then go to some place to realize that state. After the death of the body, they don't need to be buried and stay as a skeleton until a future judgment day. They are one with Brahman while living in this body itself. The limited personality, Jivatma, has been dissolved in the self. That is, both the Yogin and the Sankhyan have become Jivan Mukta. Bhagavan, all that sounds nice to hear, but is it practical to live a life like that? 
what will happen if such a person becomes a judge in a court will he or she not let the guilty people out saying the guilty people are the same as not guilty people or will this judge see all the accused as guilty and put everyone behind the bar irrespective of whether they are guilty or not is not such an outlook a defect and dangerous to the society bahman's answer is no not at all this judge will see the action was done by the body and will give the right judgment for the body knowing very well that the all pervading atma of that person is not put in prison in fact this judge will not be influenced by the variables of the world and will give true justice with compassion this is exactly what bhavan wants arjuna to be okay both the karma yogin and the sankhyan have realized their goals everything seems to be going smoothly is the show over we move into segment 4 bhavan gives a quick summary and describes the dangers of the senses contacting sense objects and what is the place for vairagya dispassion in this spiritual journey arjuna in response to your question about which path is better i explain to you how both the yogins and the sankhyans attain liberation let me give you a quick summary of what i taught you so far one who neither rejoices on obtaining the likable nor grieves on obtaining the unlikable who has a steady intellect who is not deluded and who is a knower of the brahman such a person eternally abides with the brahman if your mind is not attached to external contacts you will find happiness in the inner self only a person united with the brahman enjoys endless happiness try to be that person also you must not forget some of the hurdles i have already explained to you in the previous chapters let me once again remind you why the wise do not take delight in the pleasures of the sense objects and what they actually seek arjuna i do not deny that pleasure arises from the contact of the senses with the sense objects but that contact with the sense objects is also the source of sorrows when you are having such experiences please understand that they are temporary they will have a beginning and an end the wise understand that the pleasure and the pain is only in the mind and not in the object itself so they do not take delight in such pleasures of the sense objects instead they seek permanent happiness they understand death to the body can happen at any time so ikhaiva while living in this very life prakshareera vimokshanat before liberation of the body that is before death of the body shaknoti hak shodum those who are able to withstand kamakrodho bhava peham the impulses born of desire and anger sa yuktaha sa sukhi naraha that human being is really united with happiness in the above why did bhagavan say while living in this very life as well as before death does not before death mean while living the life reincarnation is a fundamental belief in sanatana dharma in chapter 2 as part of the teaching about our true nature bhagavan said like we change our cloth the indweller changes the body taking incarnation into account while living means when a person is living during their current lifetime or during future lives when we live as a human one needs a human body to realize self knowledge 
we do not know what body we will take in our next life the usage before death ensures that it is during the current lifetime itself and not in some future birth as a human so both the phrases are used to indicate that one can reach that highest blissful state moksha in this current life itself and there is no need to take a new birth after death and relive again to achieve it okay desire and anger are gone the person is really happy what happens to that person the individual who is happy within whose mind is immersed within who is illuminated within also that yogi realizes moksha that is absolute freedom that individual attains brahman therefore you should strive for that permanent happiness and you can achieve it by performing your duties with the karma yoga attitude and with the right knowledge after pointing out the dangers of the senses and the sense objects in verses 24 to 26 he gives a quick summary before setting the stage for the next chapter for ease of understanding let me combine these verses rearrange them and present the bigger picture in this he explains how to deal with the external world and the internal world he also explains what will such a lifestyle lead to this is segment 5 karma yoga attitude is to deal with the external world one with self control two to dispel the dualities three to be intent on the welfare of all beings it is also to deal with the internal world one by controlling the thoughts two be free from desire and anger this will lead to one destruction of the impurities and agitations of the mind that is since being destroyed two the mind gets immersed within three the illumination from within happens and sees happiness in inner self four finally realizes the self through this process the karma yogi realizes absolute freedom or moksha becoming one with brahma the message in verses 24 to 26 can be understood as those who while dealing with the external world and the internal world have an equanimity of mind leading to purity of mind they will realize absolute freedom or moksha becoming one with brahma in the final concluding segment 6 covering verses 27 to 29 Bhagavan gives an intro to that final missing puzzle piece. It is dhyana, meditation and bhakti, devotion. He gives a brief intro to how to do the meditation, what is the usefulness of the meditation and to whom meditate upon. Sparshan kritva bahir bahyans chakshus chaivantare bravoho prana pano samo kritva nasabhyantarat charinaum வெளி தொடர்புகளை தடுத்து நிறுத்தி கண்கள் புருவங்களிடையே நிலைத்து உள்வெளி மூச்சை சமப்படுத்தி மூக்குத்துளை வழி ஷட்டிங் அவுட் ஆல் எக்ஸ்டர்னல் கான்டாக்ட்ஸ் அண்ட் ஃபிக்சிங் த கேஸ் ஆஸ் தோ பிட்வீன் த ஐப்ரோஸ் ஈக்குவலைசிங் தி அவுட் கோயிங் அண்ட் இன்கமிங் பிரட்ஸ் ஃப்ளோயிங் இன்சைட் த நாஸ்ட்ரல்ஸ் தி ஃபஸ்ட் ஸ்டெப் இன் தியானம் ஈஸ் டு சிட் டவுன் கீப்பிங் த அவுட்சைட் என்வாயர்மெண்ட் அவுட்சைட் keep all the objects and people of the world outside the mind since the mind follows the eyes during meditation do not use the eyes to see the world see a fixed point to focus and get a single pointed mind 
For this, the eyes are neither fully shut nor fully open. They are focused in between the eyes so that it does not see the world outside at the same time you do not doze off. If an external object can disturb any sense organ, ensure that you avoid them or disable them or discard them. For example, not choosing an aromatic environment like the kitchen where the smell and taste senses go on overdrive. Be in a quiet place so as not to get disturbed by external sounds. Choose a good place to sit that provides safety and does not disturb the body like moderate temperature, no disturbances from insects, animals, people, etc. The thoughts in the mind and breathing are related. When someone is excited or angry, they have heavy breathing and their breathing becomes erratic. Reverse is also true. When the breathing is uniform, rhythmic, the mind becomes very calm. So, after choosing the proper environment, concentrate on the breathing and regulate them. You can recall that this was mentioned as one of the yajnas in chapter 4. Equalize the outgoing and the incoming breaths flowing through the nostrils. Do not breathe in or out through the mouth. By just watching the breathing consciously, the incoming and the outgoing breaths get equalized. A boat sailing in water is safe only as long as the water does not enter it. In the same way, by not allowing the material objects to enter our thoughts, we can go beyond the dualities. It could be animate or inanimate objects. It is something you like or something you dislike. Keep all of them outside the mind during this meditation time. What happens when you do that? Edendriyamano buddhihi munir moksha parayanaham with senses, mind and intellect controlled, having liberation as the supreme goal, free from desire, fear and anger, the sage is truly liberated forever. The Muni mentioned in this final verse is carried on to the next chapter about meditation. There it is said, Arurukshor Muner Yogam for the Muni who wants to attain the state of yoga. The practicing Karma Sanyasa Yogi and the Sankhyan are now Muni, deep introspective contemplators who want to attain the state of yoga. Control of the senses, mind and intellect happens following the path of Karma Yoga with the right knowledge about our true self. We should not forget the real purpose of meditation. It is not just for stress busting. You get what you seek. Be free of desire, fear and anger when in meditation. This Muni, the sage, drops even the desire for liberation. Where do you focus your thoughts during meditation? Bhoktaram yajna tapasam sarvaloka mageshwaram Sugurdum sarva bhutanam nyatva maam shantim ichati Anubavi power Velvihal tavangal anaitu ulaha maheshwaran Yella uirinangal nanbar ena yenna yarindavin amidi perirar Knowing me as the enjoyer of sacrifices and austerities, the maheshwaran of all worlds, the friend of all beings, that person attains peace. 
it is not that bhagavan is asking us to do meditation to satisfy maheshwaran the greatest lord of all worlds maheshwaran himself is the personification of happiness and he does not need anything from us to enjoy as a friend of all beings his enjoyment is that we all attain that permanent peace nyatva mam knowing me there are two knowing of him first knowing is before sitting down for meditation this knowing is acquiring spiritual knowledge with open eyes it is knowing god through the study of shastras this is acquiring theoretical info about the self jagat the world and parabrahman maheshwaran the greatest lord this is jnanam the second knowing is through meditation this knowing is with closed eyes this is merging with the self brahman maheshwaran the theoretical knowledge is converted to vijnanam practical wisdom this is atma darshan or self realization this is the state of samadhi this is merging with brahman this is the brahman nirvana state promised in the last verse of chapter 2 with that comes the end of chapter 5 the yoga of karma sanyasam next is chapter appreciation until that time this is ravi ranganathan bidding goodbye ओ